You're ready to be premature <laughs> wow, all impressive. over again. <laughs> yeah. wow, that's, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Last night was Ramos Jizz. A jizz. That's how we come out of the break? <laughs> Jesus, bro. I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn it, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 with the SEAL Team 12. <laughs> so he pisses in a cup and then drinks it. It's all good. Recycling. You don't want to recycle it. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. The four horsemen are here. Los Yanetes are in the studio. We're excited to be here. I'm fortunate enough uh, this week. Mac actually made the trip down to Florida. So he is visiting me here in sunny Florida. So he is local to me. He is in the studio with me at the uh, at the homestead. So, Mac, glad you're here. Uh, gentlemen, he's I hope in everybody... here right now. He, he's in me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he is here. So yeah. uh, now, of course, when we get to our drinks, we're having the same drink. It's a drink that I made that I wanted to try. And so uh, he and I are having the same drink. So Mac, if you want, I'll talk about the drink either way, but uh, that's what yeah, we are yeah, doing. I mean, I'll let the, I'll let the little lady talk about the drink. Thank you. I appreciate me. that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so uh, obviously gentlemen, how's everybody else doing? I know how Mac's doing. How are you two doing? Good. 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 All right, Haas, you're you're quiet, but still good, I assume. Yeah, no complaints okay, as, as of this moment. Yes, it's not a boom. It's not a boom shakalaka oh, this, moment, though, is it? It is it's not just, a boom shakalaka okay. moment. Sadly, um, he reserves the right to. Add you got to feel. Later. Yeah, you got to feel that moment. Just that is not something you fake. That is not something that is you know. It's not like um, an orgasm. Got it. Generated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. You got to build up to it. Well, I'm happy everybody's here. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into our drinks. Uh, Since Mac is here and we're drinking the same thing, I'm going to talk about what we're drinking because it's a drink that I found. I sent out to him and I'm like, hey, when you're here, let's try this. And so we kind of compiled the ingredients for it. What this is, is it's called a mango chamoy margarita. And so that is what we are having. Uh, It looks like this. Okay, uh, mango choy. Chamoy. 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 And it's it's got candied mango as the garnish. So what this is, is in a shaker, you put just a uh, basic tequila, whatever tequila you might like mango liqueur. You put an ounce of chamoy and chamoy. If you don't know what it is and you want to Google it, it is a Hispanic fruit hot sauce. And it it's a hot sauce that is made from dehydrated fruit, such as apricots, mangoes, and plums, or some combination of that. And it's got other things in it, chili powder, salt, and whatnot, but it is a hot sauce that you can find in Hispanic countries. And it's okay. in combination or in tandem with how do you pronounce it, Mac? What's the seasoning? Tahin. 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 I think is the way I, that's the way I pronounce it. Yeah. Okay. And so what it is is it's tequila, mango liqueur, an ounce of chamoy, and then sweet and sour mix. Now I made homemade sweet and it was sweet and sour. That's what I do. And I dropped an arbol chili in it, which is a hot pepper. I dropped that into the sweet and sour, and I let that sit in the fridge for twenty four hours and just percolate. And then those ingredients all go in a shaker. You shake the shit out of that. And then you rim it in chamoy in the sauce, and then you roll it in tahini. So it's instead of salt, it's this tahini, which is okay. a seasoning. And then obviously over ice, and then you, you know, do your little candied mango as your, as your thing. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Boop, so boop, boop. now, um, hold on. The uh, I think the tahini got for the first time. It did. I'm, I don't normally, I don't salt the rim ever. And so having that on there, it's got a very, it's a lime flavor in the tahini. 
And then the chamoy, which is kind of fruity, but it's also got some heat to it, is what you rim the glass with. Next to the fact that the margarita itself has actually got sweet. So you got that salt and that heat and then the sweet, and it's actually really good. Sounds good. Yeah. Does. Yeah, I would do that again. Your candied mango, I'm just dipping in the liquid. So, yeah, I would do this again. Mango chamoy margarita. And, And remind me again, which tequila? We're using Kirkland signature Kirkland. tequila. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. The last of it. So that's what we're doing. The mango chamoy margarita. It's actually really good. So uh, okay. if you ever want to try it, go out and get yourself some chamoy and some, t- some tahini and then some mango liqueur, some tequila you and know, sweet and sour. At your local 7-Eleven. Like you do. Get your, you know. Yeah. Mac actually yeah, bought it online and sent it here and got it delivered. So we had it. But uh, so that's what we're doing. All right. Awesome. What about you, brother? What are you drinking today? I'm, I'm basic bitching it this week. Basic bitching I, uh, it. It's rum on yeah, an ice cube. Close. It's uh, bourbon on an ice cube. Close. No. It's, I it's still gin had, on an ice cube. Uh, <laughs> I still had some of these Coca-Cola signature mixers. Oh, yeah. I hadn't and, heard about uh, those in a while. Yeah, yeah. And I still I still had a, a handful of them. I kind of been saved them. So I took one of the spicy ones, which is uh, lime, ginger, rosemary, jasmine, and jalapeno. Ooh. And uh, I mixed it with some rum for what they call a, a spicy... Um, Libre. What, what it, is it? Was the uh, the what like is it? Like the Cuba uh, Libre. Cuba Libre, yeah. So a spicy Cuba Libre because it also has a dash of uh, put a dash of lime in it. Look, when you so, come back to the states, can you buy some of that shit and bring it? Are you able to bring that back or no? That, I'd I'll, love I'll, to try. I'll try. I'll try. Okay. Um, they're mainly in the UK. I have to find them in a specialty store here, and so every time we go uh, in, I look for them, and then if they have them, I grab like six of each flavor, uh, and then I just kind of save them until yeah. But I'll try. Okay. I'll see if I can find them because they sound really good. But obviously, it's not something I I've ever seen it, here. I don't drink a lot of soda. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, I'm not particularly a big Coca-Cola guy. I know, shame on me. But um, it is <laughs> nice. It is nice to mix it up with, with you know, if you're wanting like a, a simple, easy cocktail, but you want to like spice it up a little bit, you know, and not have to Use do some a whole chamoy. lot of, Right, right. Not have to do a lot of chamoy and chamoy. <laughs> and, and tahini. <laughs> you know. That's it. If you want to simplistically do it the Haas way. So it's just rum in the mixer. Uh-huh. Easy peasy. Yep. It's that the Coca-Cola signature mixer, the rum, uh, Diplomatica, is and a little dash of uh, lime. Is it something you can drink oh, by good. itself? Or is it? You know, it, I've it, tried it. Meant... Yeah, I have. And okay. you can. I think it's better with booze. Okay. Okay. So I, I was wondering, like, is it, it's clearly a mixer. Is it meant to be a mixer? Can it be drunk by itself or? I mean, look, you can do whatever you want once you purchase it, right? Like, it's, right. it's in, it's in, it's in, it's, it's in your realm, you know, it. the place you rule. Uh, right. But I mean, on the website, if you look for the different recipes and stuff they recommend, it's all basic, you know, based around making like making, cocktails. Mixing it with something. Yeah. Okay. There we go. All right, Grinch, and we're going to finish up with you, brother. What are you drinking today for our episode? Yeah, man. Uh, I am drinking, um, it's called the Mango Madeiras. And. Why, it why is with the mango. Well, uh, so it's the Bacardi, but I got the Bacardi mango chili. And then it's equal parts. It, it, the original mango Madeira. I couldn't find the name for the one if you use the chili one, but whatever. You get the idea. It's equal parts. Uh, the Bacardi. And then, like I said, I use the mango chili. Orange juice and cranberry juice. And uh, it's tasty. 
And that's all Easy to make. I don't, yep. I don't know about you guys, but if nothing else comes from the fact that we've been doing this for what, three years now? Is some tasty cocktails have emerged for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one's easy. I mean, and Bacardi isn't, isn't expensive at all. You know, it's like <laughs> 10 right. bucks for a bottle, you know? So it's like, hey, all right. You're like, that I works. can do that. <clears throat> all right. So, so yeah. there we go. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking. All right. Well, cheers, what gentlemen. Is Sorry, what is it ahead. called again, though, Grinch? Uh, Mango Madeiras. Madeiras. Okay. Cool. Sweet. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers, fellas. Yeah, Mac, you know we can always make more of that. Oh, we will be. Okay. <laughs> All right. We so let's go ahead. To go tonight. Let's go ahead and jump into our episode. So this week on the on the show, Grinch wanted to talk about TV shows that he's been watching. That's mm. right. You heard me. TV I said I wanted us to talk about shows. Because what Grinch likes to do watching. is he likes to farm out TV shows that he watches that he thinks are really good to us and get us to buy in and watch him but then when we do that for him we're like hey can you watch this he's like yeah i'm not doing that i'm not watching so, the violence. well i'm Back just right saying on. but you know it's like i've met you halfway i've watched your hey, midnight no, mass that's fine. if you never want to get past that i'm still not watching it <laughs> it just it hurts my heart i'm, I'm harboring a grudge i cannot help well, it. i'm just saying for having seen a good show so you grinch is like yes. hey why don't we talk about shows that i've watched so that you guys can I, watch those too i, I can talk i about give them. you you know high silver you know gold and you give me do you like what's yeah. what's below bronze? Do you <laughs> like tin, <Nickel>. aluminium, <laughs> red red solo cup? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Um. We went there. So yeah. So it was. Hey, let's talk about what shows are we watching right now? What shows are you really getting into? What shows are you enjoying? Uh, will you necessarily agree with? And this is don't confuse this. This is not a pick'em show. This isn't. Hey, what's your top three shows? We just wanted to talk about and you know the shows that we've been watching. Maybe. Uh, shows that you didn't expect to be good and then you watched an episode or two and it was like holy shit and then you get invested you know those dark horses that nobody plans on really getting into and then they're really good and so that's what we thought we'd talk about today and you're going well that's not a debate thor and your show's about debating but you know what grinch may throw out a show and i'll be like no it'd be a debate and then he's got to convince me and then i may still be like no watch love island and then we'll talk well so frankly knows? there's times i'm like because we do it in chat all the time, which is all why I brought this up. Because right. there'll be times I'm like, I've looked at the show, but I haven't heard anybody mention it yet. And then there's probably a few that will come up in the course of this discussion that, you know, like I know, Mac, you tossed out one that uh, we've looked into, but haven't started yet and that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, again, talk about shows. Yeah. Because this is not a pick because we've done a pick TV show. We've done that. We did that yes. way back when. So this is not that. We're just talking about shows. And maybe part of it is for our listeners going, holy shit, I never heard of that show. Didn't know about that show. Maybe I'll check it out. So, you know, that's what we're doing. Just talking about TV shows. Super easy, super relaxed while we get drunk. Because that's what we do here at A Spirit of Debate. Peasy, fresh, and squeezy. Absolutely. All right. So who would like to go first? You know, throw out a show that you're I mean, watching. Grinchy Poo, Grinchy Poo brought it up. He I mean, I think that's okay. the, honor, the honorary thing is to do is to let him lead is off. Is it though? You know? Because, yeah, you know, he's throwing out a lot of shows. But when I throw out shows, he's like, I ain't watching that. I don't, hey, hey, bro. Mm -hmm. I mean. Look, I got it. It's either that or he gets upset because he's like, I, hey, you got to watch the show. We're in season one. And I'm like, okay, I'll watch that show. And then uh, three weeks later, I'm like, what season are you in? He's like, three. I'm like, I'm done with it. And he's like, what? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. and I'm, mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm watching the show that you Stole recommended. My show. What are you That's why I'm dangling complain? out red herrings to throw you off and slow you down. <laughs> so let me ask this yeah. before we get into this, because I'm curious. 
if 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 a complete if a series is complete or if a season is complete, do you binge watch or are do you like to you know, like we all grew up where you would watch an episode one one episode a week and then you can kinda of digest it and then you would look forward to watching it the next week? Or do you just like I mean, is I it do you binge, piecemeal it or you dive in? You binge watch. Yeah, okay. I, I will I will binge watch it and typically I will wait. On, on, you know, because they're going back to that format, right? <clears throat> if you look at some of the shows where they will release one a week or something. And so I've gotten to the point now where I will wait and let, you know, five or six episodes build up before I start watching it because I just, I don't know, it's the instant gratification of... You're impatient. I, I don't want to wait a week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got you. Interesting. Got you. Um, I would like to wait until it's all out. I just don't have the patience. So I'll start watching. And then I get to that point where I'm like, now I'm waiting. Fuck. But it is what it is. And part of it is if the wife and I are watching something together, it's us being on the same page to be able to watch it. So sometimes it's like, Oh, if we watch it in real time and we have to wait a week, that's fine. But if there's that, that moment where we're like, Oh, we can just binge watch these 10 episodes. Great. We'll do it over a weekend. And the show that I was alluding to was blacklist, which is in their 10th season. Yeah. Um, James Spader, Blacklist. If you hadn't seen it, I would say I would recommend it. Grinch, I I, I imagine you would as well. Yeah, Go out and good. watch it. I've also uh, seen a majority of it. And I yeah. also, yeah. And Grinch threw this one out to me. He's like, hey, you know, you should watch this show. And I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then I was fucking mm-hmm. hooked. And then I just blew, my wife and I were just binge watching it. And I, I at some point I blew past Grinch and his wife in terms of episodes and i'm like oh, I'm yeah we're lucky it. to get one episode a night you well your wife falls like asleep so. <laughs> yeah exactly um all right so let's go ahead and throw out the first episode grinch or first show so what's something you're watching right now lame um, uh let's move on no go ahead sorry we just finished 1899 seen it now, yeah i know you've seen it but i don't I what, don't what platform is it on about the boat correct netflix, netflix yes yeah it's, okay. it's about the boat Okay. Where they're on the ship. Yeah, I think the... we've watched Kerberos, I believe it's pronounced. Kerberos? Is, or Kerberos? is the ship that they're on, and then I, I don't know, Thor. What follows is nothing that can be explained. Because no, and it, 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 definitely not. It, it is it is such a tight story that kind of like, a, I mean, it's a standard format of like they weave in storylines of people you've encountered like each episode. Right. But there's still so much you're like, I still don't have any idea why all these people are on the ship. And then the weirdness just gets fucking weirder and weirder. And just when you think it can't outdo itself, it dials it up again. And then when it culminates, you're like, okay, what the fuck? Yeah. Right. (laughs) Now, interestingly (laughs) enough, uh, I don't know how you pronounce her name. Jean Jean J. Fries is the creator, German film producer and screenwriter, also created a show that ran from 2017 to 2020 called Dark. And it's also it's a foreign language, basically, series uh, on Netflix. And that was the first show my wife and I started watching in this in those two series. And it was like that was a really good show and great show. Great show. And they do use a lot. Some of the same actors are in both shows because it's the same creator. And so we watched Dark and then stumbled onto 1899 after we finished Dark. It was like, what do we want to move on to? And we started Quinti- watching that. Coincidentally, Dark's one of those shows that around here, they're like, if you want to learn German, watch it. Really? Well, I guess that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. Didn't think about yeah. that. Yep. Um, but that is a great show as well. If you ever get a chance, go and watch Dark. But 1899. I heard nothing but good. 
1899, it's, it's, uh, I liken it to lost. It just seems to raise more questions than it answers. And then obviously the disappointing part of that series is what Grinch. Yeah. Well, we don't think it got renewed. It did not. Yeah. And yeah. that's the problem I had with it. So like we got about halfway through when the news that it was not going to be renewed for a second season broke. And Max had fun. It kind of got to the point where it was like, well, yeah, I mean, it was like, I mean, I'm so fucking confused already. It's yeah. a great show, great writing, good acting, but I'm confused. And I have a pretty good feeling that they're going to leave me on a cliffhanger. So why the fuck? Shows do, why am I watching They're it? going to get renewed. And now I'm going to be left with nothing, right? right. And I'm like, eh. So we haven't well, finished it. Yet. We'll probably go back yeah. and finish it, but. And we talked about that when we had our episode about canceling, canceling cancel, shows. cancel culture and things like that. What and, Netflix and was it's, doing. It's one of those I'm like, probably irrationally hoping maybe somebody else will be able to pick it up. Well, you know, they there's did that with, so many questions that that are left at the end. Well, one of, one of the shows well, that I thought about the, mentioning War Warrior Nun. Yes, uh, yeah, we talked about this. That's yeah. that's one that um, great first season. Then the second season comes out. Then I guess they didn't want to renew it because of they had like same sex relationships and this that and the other. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of Disney bullshit, but uh, it, it got picked up again. There was enough fan right. support, Peacock. yeah, that they they right. got picked up. Yeah. Well, and you look There's, at like uh, one that I was going to mention that we're watching now, Suits. Yeah. Um, ran originally on USA. It's uh. They just dropped, I think, all eight seasons on Netflix. And because of the, you know, the viewership that it's getting, they're talking about potentially creating another season, wow. um, Netflix themselves, you know, bringing in the, the actors and everything. And I will say it, it's a, it's probably a guilty pleasure show. Okay, um, but You know, I think the first season is really good. And then after that, it gets, it's good, but it's a little bit over the top in some places, but it's still interesting. So I've never seen it. I know you've mentioned it. What is the premise of the show? I don't want to give away too much, but the premise is this lawyer from New York. He's got to hire an, uh, an associate and he's got, you know, his law firm only hires Harvard graduates. And this guy stumbles across his interview um, process one day, who is obviously clearly not a Harvard graduate, never been to law school, has passed the bar because he has a photographic memory. And he was making money taking tests for people. He ends up hiring him to work there. And then, you know, obviously having to keep, you know, all that undercover um, and everything else that goes on as he works there. Um, like I say, it's interesting. Um, some some good storylines, some that are like, yeah, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. But it, it's, 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 it's a worth a watch if you get it. Like it's, okay. it's well written and the characters yeah. are, are easy to connect with um, and love or hate you know, as you will, <laughs> but right. it, it's, it's just, I don't know. I like it when everybody's intelligent. I don't like it when everybody's stupid. Cause you're like, who would believe that crap? Right. Right. Um, but it, so those shows appeal it, to somebody. Yeah, I know. Not me. Just not but. you. <laughs> well, and, and, and I'll say like in any profession, uh, 20 years in law firms, I can tell you, there's some stupid people out there. Yeah. yeah and, and they, and, and they get hired in law firms just like anywhere else. Yep. All right, so Max Suits, I've never seen it. I'll check it out, you know, and just I'll put it on my list and see if it's worth watching. We, and we call it our palate cleanser. Suits? So if we've watched that's something, right? Yeah, that's like kind of mentally taxing or highly emotional, or or something 
that's the one if we're like, eh, 30 minutes, you know, we'll toss one on and it's easy to take in. You know, you don't have to like memorize details and think about things and scenes, Easter eggs and, and that kind of crap. You just enjoy it and watch and, it. Yeah, you can almost miss episodes. So like, that's what'll happen, right? We'll put it on. I'll start watching stuff. Mrs. Mack will fall asleep. The next night I'm like, do you need to go? Nope, just play wherever you left off, you know, wherever yeah. you stopped. And, you know, because you're, to your point, you know, <clears throat> some of the stuff kind of interweaves, but for the most part, you know, it's an easy enough watch you can watch without having to see every little detail. Okay. Once you have yeah, the general sure. principle down. I, I think palate cleanser is is a fantastic way to put that, Grinch. That, that was a spot on. All right, I'll so there we go. I'll keep that in mind because we tend to watch heavy stuff and um, mm -hmm. you need some work. Well, and here's the thing. I don't know about you guys, but you cannot watch a heavy program and then go lay down and go to sleep. That shit ain't fucking happening. <laughs> right? Like, you got to put some fluff on, right? So yeah. that'll be good to yes. know. All right, I, I'm also going to keep that in the back of the mind for the next time we need a palate cleanser because we needed one last night after watching the show I was telling you guys about that has us completely 100% enthralled. It's one that's been around. I, I, I think it originally aired. All right, here we go. He's going to say it finally. It originally aired in mm -hmm. June uh mid or late june of last year i think on hulu but we found it on apple plus and the lead actor jeremy allen white um I, he i recognize him from shameless but i didn't re i really don't the recognize him. yeah i don't recognize anybody else from the cast but he's like this young like celebrated Ooh. chef who comes back to, to cook and it's just you know, in, chicago. Run his run, yeah, in chicago run his family's uh beef steak restaurant Right. And have you y'all seen all of you have seen this? I've seen I have seen episodes. Yeah, I've seen so I've seen a handful of episodes, probably six, seven episodes first season. I don't know about y'all, but we we like first night. I mean, I think we went through four or five like without even blinking. It was just so well done. Behind. Yeah. The the only problem Behind. I had with that show is it, it, not me personally. It that's not a show I can watch with my wife, and the reason I can't watch it with my wife is if you haven't seen the show and Haas, anybody that has seen it, maybe you can echo this sentiment. Like especially that first season, and I don't know if it changes. Working in a restaurant, working in a small restaurant like there, like the 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 way the episodes are filmed, it's very frantic and frenetic, and there's hard cuts, and it's you know it's very choppy, and it's constantly on the go, 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 like. There is no like, oh, let me just take a beat. Let me take a breath. Everything is just constantly moving. And so my wife was like, it, it almost made her anxious. She's like, I can't do this. Yeah. Episode yeah. over episode, that's how it was. And so I'm like, well, this is one I'll be watching by myself. You're like, now we're watching Suits. Yeah. <laughs> it's just right. Yeah. But I was just like, <laughs> it, it is just so frenetic in the way it's filmed. And and I'm just like, wow, okay. Um, yes, especially the last episode we watched. Like, we only watched this one last night. Um, and all three of us like, you know what? I think I need to go, like, meditate. I think I need to go take a bath. I think I need right? to, like... You can go take, I need go a, pause. take a, a Xanax and a bourbon right. because you're right. It is. It's very intense, but the writing, the direction, the acting, all of it is like so amazingly good. Like it, you just, I don't know. I just really, that's the one. And it's rare for Mrs. Haas and daughter Haas and I to all be on the same page because we have extremely different tastes in programming. And what you'll see, or at least what I, I think I've seen in terms of ads for it as seasons have rolled on, because I think they're in like the third season now or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. We're only on season one. so Okay, I, I is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Bob okay. Odenkirk is in it. So John Bernthal, okay. 
if you don't know the premise, like yes. Haas has alluded to the premise of, you know, guy, a well-renowned chef comes back and he's running a shop. The shop was run owned by his brother. His brother, of course, is dead. And that's not a, I'm not giving anything away. I mean, they give that away right at the beginning. His brother's dead is played by John Bernthal uh, from Walking Dead. Uh, and the Punisher. So, I mean, and the Punisher. it does have some actors that I guess in its popularity, suddenly actors started jumping on board like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely be a part of that because it was popular or is popular. But, yeah, I have watched, like I said, six or seven episodes. Yeah, so it, but, but again, it is one of those. You're going to need a palate cleanser. Yes. So if you're going to watch the bear, you got to have some suits lined up afterwards. Absolutely. Woof. It's got a 8.6. I mean, it's it's got yeah. some solid reviews. It's there. got good, yeah, solid reviews. And I like it, but just be prepared. Like I said, it is not jarring, but I, I will use the word jarring in the terms it's of the intense. way it's in the way it's filmed and cut because they're trying to give you the, they're trying to build. Well, they want you to feel the anxiety. Right. They want you to feel that shit, I mean, and you do because like, the whole thing is about the main characters, or at least in the first season, his anxiety of taking over this restaurant because his brother has killed himself. And so they want you to feel his anxiety in trying to do this and make it successful in honor of his brother. And so the way it was filmed and cut definitely lends to that. So definitely be prepared for that aspect. Agreed. But that's a good one. I, I have liked that show, but that's one I'll be watching on my own because the wife's like, mm, I ain't watching it. Uh, yeah, I, I, we're, we're, we're in. We're in for the long haul. Unless it jumps the shark, we're, we're pretty. Or they just ended abruptly. The bear's got its claws in us. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, so I guess it's to me one that the wife and I are watching right now, actually, um, is one that obviously falls into that. Like you watch a few episodes, one, two, doesn't matter. And then you go to bed, you're like, okay, I can't sleep because I'm too busy thinking about that is the Black Mirror series on Netflix. If you haven't seen these. Yeah, that's one that like, I almost want to be ready if we're going to dive into it. And I know we need to be three seasons. Three? Uh, they Two, are at three? six. They have six, six. seasons okay, now on yes. Netflix. Okay. But um, I know, like, there's it's, and I'll let you explain what the show is. Yeah. It, well, and again, the seasons, when I say they have six seasons, they aren't like fucking 15 episodes or 10 episodes a season. It's like five or six episodes a season. Um, I think a few seasons actually, I only had like three or four episodes, but they are like six seasons in. And these are, uh, all the stories are standalone. They're all completely different. They tend to revolve around very specific aspects of pop culture in terms of maybe like social media or technology, um, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, things like that. And, and it's about people that, you know, in each episode they go in and they're dealing with these, whatever the issue is. And it, uh, it is very, it can be very twisted. It can be very dark. Um, it can be confusing. And so it is one of those, like you're saying, Haas, when you get done with it, you're not just running off and going to bed. Cause you just, I'll lay in bed and just be like, what the fuck did I just watch? You got to process and my wife it's and I'll lot, lay in bed right? and talk about it. Yeah. We just yeah, lay in yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? What do you think happened? One of the things when we look at shows and it doesn't, and that's why shows like dark and 1899 and black mirror, like we enjoy shows like that. My wife has this thing about like, she'll watch a show and she tries to figure out what's going on before they give it to you. She does like, uh, you know, like murder or murder and mayhem is what we call it because it's like, oh, well, I want to figure out who did it before the episode or the show tells me who did it. I'm, you know, that's how her mind works. So we'll lay in bed and just talk about these things. And it's just like, well, what do you think about this? Or what if that had happened? And I'm like, okay, it's like fucking midnight. I can't do this. <laughs> just go to sleep. And she's like, I can't turn it off. And I'm like, okay. Um, 
But yeah, I would recommend that show. But like Grinch said, you need to be prepared for it. So Grinch, what were you saying, brother? No, I mean, no, you 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 covered the bases there, which is I I've heard and known enough about it to know like you don't just wander like a babe into the woods on this show. Like you kind of need to know it's dark, it's twisted, it's designed to get you thinking about like how something or you know I'm gonna oversimplify, but how a benign thing can turn like really insidious. Like the whole, I mean, the one episode I did see was um, how your like social score was basically like your credit score yes you know and so like you'd get a ride you'd be like five stars you know or and, and you'd hope you'd get a five because that way your score will continue to go up and your social right. standing would go up you know uh honestly that, that one was like just depressing <laughs> it was just depressing. <laughs> it is it is and, and there's one grinch you have now, to watch now, i go ahead i was gonna say let me ask you is it depressing because you feel like that's the way the world really is right now. And it's kind of just a mirror of what the world is really looking like. I think that, look like. I think people use social media for that reason. It's all about, you know, your, your status. How many followers yes. do I have? You know, that type I of mean, thing. So, yeah. You know, it's essentially the Savannah bananas, right? It's, it's the look at me culture. Whoa, 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 you know, whoa, look whoa. At what Come on, I'm what are you doing? doing? That was so uncalled for. Right? Did so you really just try to make that uh, From or? everything I've seen, that was like that love. Like, that's no. like the best analogy ever in the history of analogy. In the history of everness. Grinch just coined the shit diagram. Yeah, no, I just I mean, in reality, in all honesty, I mean, it feels like you're just listening to what you kind of talked about. That that's some of, and maybe that's the the purpose of the name Black Mirror, right? We're just holding up a mirror to society, um, and it don't look good. That's why it's thus the black, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. Um, and yeah, I mean it, it's depressing, and and it's also depressing because there's some reality, you know, enough there, and to you know see where it could go. Um, now. You know, I'm somewhat comforted by the fact that, you know, three of the four of us have, have outright rejected, you know, there might be like a social media light person on with us, you know, as far as like social media, on it, but but it's not driving who they are. And also, no. I, I, we've never said those words when I'm saying them now. I've never felt like you do anything for the sake of that platform. I know you have your own reasons for what you like to get out of it. Um, but we, I mean, like we talked about, you know, influencers and shit like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, I want to throw up, you know, like yes. if I never see you in my life, I will be better for it. So uh, just a brief breakdown. So you understand if you haven't seen it, it's a series of standalone dramas, sharp, suspenseful, and satirical tales that explore techno paranoia almost exclusively. Um, and it's basically, and I think you guys would agree, it's a contemporary reworking of like the Twilight Zone, right? If you had to look at it. Grinch, the okay. one you're talking about is actually episode one from season three. The weird thing about Black Mirror when they released it, season three, I believe, was the first one they released. They released it backwards. So like the first episodes they released were season three and then two and then one. And that was the order you were supposed to you know, watch them in is nosedive. And it's an insecure office worker living in a smiley status obsessed nightmare finds a way to join an old friend as one of society's elites and using, like you said, you're standing in social media as almost like a credit score that defines your status in society. Have you watched any other episodes? Grincher, is that the only one? No, I, 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 we've watched part of one, but we didn't finish it. And it wasn't because we didn't like it or bail for whatever reason. We just didn't finish it. The wife probably fell asleep. Yeah. 
Uh, it's, I, I recall there's something about being in a house and they're do, they're going through a test or something, maybe. Well, season three, this the 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 episode that follows the one you've watched is called Play Test, and it is okay. a guy that does a he's doing a video game test. So he's trying to help a company basically play test a game. That's one you should watch because it's fucking wacky. And, and I know I, I wanna, you love video games. I want to ask. So this is sort of kind of like Amityville. Is it Amityville horror series where it's a anthology series where every season you have new actors and storylines or is it every episode? Every, epi- every, every episode. episode. Right. Okay. Yeah. Every episode you have new. Okay. Yeah. yeah American, American horror story is what I think you know. That's yeah. That's yes, what I'm thinking. Yes. American horror yeah, story. Thank yeah. you. Sorry. Yes. And again, it's okay. one of those, but, but that uses the same principal actors through a season. This uses new actors every episode. So it's, it's slightly different oh, than wow. like American okay. horror story. But, uh, and the interesting part is when you watch that first season, for the first couple of seasons, there were no real big name actors. I think Bryce Dallas Howard was the one in in the social media one. Like that was the only name I knew. Now they're starting to use more more well known people are getting involved and want to be a part of it because it is because of its popularity. But that's one the wife and I are watching right now, um, and it is wacky. So you have to be prepared for that if you want to go out and watch it. Well, well maybe I mean rather than me necessarily going straight into pivoting or pitching one that I'm watching. This reminds me of another one that I'm wondering, has anybody seen any of the episodes of Cabinet of Curiosities yet? No. Guillermo never heard of on Netflix? Um, uh, not, oh, I almost said Benicio del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. I mean, I'm familiar with his work. That's uh, yeah. Pan's Labyrinth, <laughs> yep. um, Shape of Water. Yep. Like he's done a bunch of stuff. He even did one of the Harry Potter movies, I think. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen a, it any either. I was just wondering if anybody. He has a very unique, amazing style. And a dark his, style. Yeah, but I like it. So oh, yeah, he, he has this TV series, is what you're telling me. Yes. Yes. Cabinet of Curiosities. Yeah, the Cabinet of Curiosities. Yep. Cabinet. Okay. Cabinet. Yeah. Yes. Cabinet of Curiosities. Okay. Um. All right. Well. Uh. So another one. We're uh, working through right now is season two of the Foundation. Which can you know, I ask that's you a one, we gotta wait episode to episode. So I, I, I gotta ask you before you get started now. I'm I love Asimov. I actually read some stuff, you know, when I was in college or shortly thereafter. And I was excited for this series. I have struggled to get through these episodes in season one because this is a hundred percent one of those series where like you best be paying attention because you can miss some shit. And if you miss some shit, you're just completely fucked and now you gotta start all over again. Like it is not something you put on after a long day worth of work and like just it's it's not a suits right it's not a palate cleanser like you've got to be dialed in to watch it right like, right it is something or is that you need or, to be is, men- or is that just me because no no you, you need know. to be mentally turned on you, you know yeah. aware okay I, well right I think there's uh, I think visually it's a very impressive show okay um, agreed and the acting is great uh, are really cool I, and I really like Lee Pace and just. I think they do a really cool job of representing the personas of empire, which this doesn't Day. spoil anything. Yeah. If anybody doesn't, for anybody doesn't know about the show, the, the premise of the show is they're in a world where they're what, what's his name? Klingon the first, I think. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, recreates himself. That's not the word, but uh Uses clone. his DNA to clone, clone himself. Or respond. Clone. Okay. And so you have 
the first one that ages out, which becomes Brother Dusk. Right. Then you have Brother Day, who is in the throne. And so Brother you get Dawn. the benefit of the of Dusk advising from experience, and then you get Dawn, who's learning. Right. And then as they age out, they're actually like kind of vaporized almost, and then they cycle up. And the Empire, they're collectively Empire, but they're Dusk, Dawn, and Day. And so the where you the show starts is there's a it's is it histrionics yes psycho or psycho psycho histrionics i think he may have added in like psycho histrionics or something but but his harry selden is the professor the mathematical professor who offers to empire that a crisis is coming that will send them into the dark ages for X amount of hundred years unless they take steps to prevent it. And this, of course, challenges what Empire represents, which is continuity. They're they're cloning themselves. It's like antithetical to everything that they represent of how to keep order in the universe. So of course they don't like this. And that's sort of what kicks the series in is Harry Selden and what he goes on to create, which is known as the foundation in the outer reaches of the universe. And how Empire is pushing back. And then, of course, like any Empire, it's got its own, you know, hyenas and various things trying to pick apart power and look for exploits and look for weakness. And um, it's really well acted. Um, I think Lee Pace does a phenomenal job as, Harris. As, as Day. And certainly the actor that plays Harry Selden, I think you just said his name. Yeah, Jared Harris uh, plays Selden. Yeah, it's 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 good, and we're very interested to see how the season two ends because they've introduced a lot of things that could add wrinkles to the math, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, but again, as Haas said, it is something you just have to be paying attention to. It's not it's not a turn your mind off and just watch it and enjoy it. You know, you need to be aware and and be paying attention when you watch the show. And I think uh, I, that says something to the quality of the show, though, right? Like, I mean, it's not just like fluff. Like, it's it's quality content. It just it takes, at least for me, um, maybe I'm, I mean, not just as smart or as focused as you guys are, but it takes a lot for me to sit down and watch that program and just really make sure I stay dialed in on what's happening. It's not one I can I, really binge watch. I, I to yeah, go about my question I, earlier, it's one of those I like to watch one episode of that one and then digest it all and then come back to it again. Yeah, I know I think that's fair. I mean, it it's you need to give it attention. It isn't a have on the background, oh, you know, right. kind of show, and then all of a sudden you get that first what does that mean? What did they say? It's like, well, if you've been paying attention, you'd fucking <laughs> right. know, you know. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Asimov is not an easy read. No, Asimov's kind of like fucking work. Well, it's dense, and, and, and I equate it to, and this is going to sound a little cheesy, but I, I equate it to reading Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy gets very specific when he's talking about military stuff, military technology, vehicles, that kind of stuff. And if you're not intimately familiar with that stuff, it's really hard to wrap your head around it. I agree with that. So if you're not a highbrow, you know, intellectual science person, it, it's hard to it's hard to follow. That's why I'm perfectly fine watching the movies based on Clancy books as opposed to reading Clancy books. I'm yeah, good fair play. That. Yeah, it fair says, play. you know, Isaac Asimov was an American writer and professor of biochemistry at Boston University. Mm. So it's not like he was dumb. <laughs> exactly. 
So there you go. Foundation. That's the next one. All right, Mac, what about you, brother? Another series you may or may not be watching right now. What you got? Uh, probably the next one for me. Um, we haven't started season two, which just came out. Again, trying to let it build up a little bit. Is uh, Winning Time on uh, HBO, HBO Max. Whatever winning Time. Yes, sir. Winning Time. The Showtime Lakers. It revolves Lakers. around the Showtime Lakers of the 1980s. Um, where Magic Johnson just kind of gets drafted. Um, really good show. Um, is it uh, John C. Riley? Yeah. Am I, am I, that's plays the right Dr. Yeah. Buss. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, plays uh, yeah, Jerry Buss, which is an interesting because I'm used to seeing him in more comedic roles. I know he's yeah. done some other drama roles, but that's typically what I've seen him in. So I thought that was going to be a big stretch for him, but he, he's done really well. And it just kind of, it's it's nostalgia for me because I kind of remember, not the early 80s when, when Magic first came into the league, but, you know, some of the later 80s Lakers teams, uh, you know, when they kind of started lighting it up and, and playing really open basketball. So it's, it's been an interesting watch. I've heard season two is not quite as good, but like I said, I haven't started it yet, so I can't pass judgment. But season one I thought was fantastic. Um, and it does go kind of more outside of the basketball in and of itself and focuses on the relationships and kind of some of the politics on how, you know, Pat Riley came to be the head coach initially of the, of the Lakers in the eighties um, and some of the earlier coaches and kind of how they went through that whole scenario. Are you a big NBA guy, a big basketball guy or a big NBA guy, Mike? Uh, I was in the late eighties, early nineties. Less okay. so nowadays. I got you. So this, so this um, really grabbed at you. Like you knew when you saw it, it you were like, yeah, yeah. It was, that's something I definitely it was in my wheelhouse. Like okay. I really kind of want to go back and watch that because it will, it will scratch that itch and that nostalgia. Of, okay. You know what you got in the late eighties, early nineties um, with, you know, with the NBA again, I'm not as big a fan of the current product, but that's just me personally. There's not to shit on it or anything. Right. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it's a good episode. It's a good watch, good series. If you get a chance, I, I would recommend it. And the interesting I, thing, I've added it to my list. The interesting thing about it is I've watched all of season one. I'm three episodes into season two, Mac. And that was actually something since I know you're visiting, I was going to ask you, have you watched it? Because it is something that is another one I have to watch by myself. I have watched it and my wife has been in the room and it's, you know, she's like, I'm not interested. And then I'll see her looking over her shoulder and she'll ask questions about it. I'm like, I, I thought you were interested. <laughs> That's the most annoying thing in the world, right? Yeah. Um, Mrs. Mack has been really interested in it, which surprised me because I thought for sure that this was going to be one that I would have to watch on my own as well. But Isn't that nice when that I happens that though? Yes. To, well, and I think that speaks to how it's not just about the sport. No, it's so it not. It can bring in other people that don't really, you know, you're not focusing just on the basketball aspect of the the situation. Right. Um, one of the things about the show, which I think both surprised me and concerned me, and, and I don't know how you felt about it, Mac, uh, not to spoil it, because obviously this won't spoil the show for you if you haven't seen it, but just in case, I'll say spoiler alert. Magic the show, Johnson got AIDS? Season what? one, the show opens with Magic Johnson being diagnosed with HIV. That's how it opens. And then suddenly... And if that's a spoiler alert to you, then get your head out from under right. fucking rock. So then they <laughs> rewind back to him being drafted to the Lakers right. in 1980. What's weird is Magic Johnson was diagnosed with HIV in 1991. And then the show's going to then reset back to 79, 80 when he gets drafted. So you're going, okay, 
are they going, is this series going to run 10, 11 fucking years? Like, is that, is that the intent? Why did we start with him being diagnosed with HIV to then reset back to 79? Like, you can't, I mean, you theoretically cannot run it that long because at some point, clearly he ages out of the league. He's no longer a factor. You know, I mean, obviously he's done other things, but not that you're going to make a show about, but that's a key part of his life. But it's so weird it not knowing, right? But not knowing where the series wasn't obviously going. It's like, yeah, why is what that what you playing. started with? And that was that. I think that would be the one criticism because if the intent is if this series gets canceled or whatever, and you never get to whatever your finale is, why did you start with that? You know, and I don't know. And and I guess I'm going to continue. Well, I don't to watch think the you, I don't think you out. can start a show expecting that you're going to get canceled. Of course not. You know, I mean, I think I think you have to have the vision of this is, you know, if everything lines up perfectly, this is what it's going to look like. And Grinch, I, I know you have to step away. So we're talking about. I don't know if you caught it the the winning time by the late. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't remember where we where we left off there. So. Um, I will tell you one of the I, things I, think, I do yeah, like that's a huge part of his life. So I think it has to be included. And maybe that was the way of making sure they got it in there, not knowing how long they would get a run. That's possible. I I will tell you, one of the things I really like about the show is because of when it's filmed, it feels like they shot this whole thing on a fucking VHS camcorder because it is aged and it is done that way. And like my daughter stepped in the room when I was watching, she goes, is this an older show? I'm like, no, it's a brand new show. But it's set in the 80s, and they wanted it to feel like it was filmed in the 80s. When you're watching the video. Yes. Yeah, it very much feels like that time frame. And I thought that was an interesting approach to filming it, and I like the fact that they kind of degrade the film. There's a lot of noise and grain in the film, almost like you're watching it, you know, 40 years later through a fucking VHS camera. So I really like On a VHS tape. Yes, and I really (laughs) like it. On an old-ass TV. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, it's going to follow the Showtime Lakers in the 80s and Magic Johnson's rise. And it's it's going to set him against the Celtics' Larry Bird. And obviously Bird. it's it's at the end of... Which initially, that has been an interesting... I mean, you, you knew that there was a, a, yeah, a dynamic there, and you know, of the two of them from their teams playing. But, it you know, and again, there's been some things that have come out already saying, you know, with some of the coaches and some of the... So the way they're that is not an accurate portrayal of right. what I was like. So I haven't heard anything about the Larry Bird Magic Johnson dynamic that they're portraying, but it is um, animosity at its finest to some extent so far. Yes, but uh, it's a good really series, and I think that's maybe what I liked about you know the NBA. You know, nowadays you know the game's over. You have a winner. We're, a we're the lamb beers of the hugs. world. <laughs> well, that's it, right? Everybody hugs. Everybody goes on vacation together. There needs to be a, a just no drama, no storylines, right? right? No tension. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, when we're out here playing, we're not friends. We right. are enemies. My job is to beat you into oblivion, and I don't feel like there is that today in in, in today's NBA. No, and and of course the interesting Again, dynamic. I sound about a million years old. Sorry. The, the interesting <laughs> dynamic between Magic Johnson and Kareem. You know, because Kareem is the veteran of the team. I mean, the passing he is, of the torch. Right. And he's the standard bearer for the Lakers in the early 80s, but he's at the end of his career. And now you've got you've got uh Magic Johnson coming up, and there is a kind of a power shift that's occurring that Kareem's doesn't want to give up the team yet in terms of being the captain and and having that control. And yet Magic is 
He's the guy everybody's looking to, you know, uh, in the administration side going, he's going to be the second coming of the Lakers. So that's been interesting to kind of see how that plays out and whether or not. And it's funny, your first, uh, I said, you know, they open with Magic Johnson being diagnosed with HIV. Your first taste of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in this series is him on the set of Airplane when the kid's in the cockpit. Yeah. You know, air, and so it's like, that's, that's funny. That's a great callback going, well, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he's fucking that's going back and forth. He's pissed off at this time. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? So, yeah. Definitely check out that series. If you get a chance winning time on HBO and it covers the Showtime Lakers in the eighties. Well, it's got a solid cast. I mean, I yeah. know we mentioned some of the others, but you got Adrian Brody, you got Jason Seagal, Siegel, Siegel. Yep. Jason uh, Clark. Siegel, yeah. Yeah. Which Adrian so, Brody yeah. did a really, has done a really good job. I think. Man, I like Riley. Adrian. He Brody. looks like a he looks like a really young Pat Riley. I just like Adrian Brody. I mean, but that he, season of Peaky Blinders he was in. Yes, I thought he was so good. That's but, another one that I got to get back to. I watched the first season, episode think, fourteen times. We know. No, no, I finished the first season. Oh, okay. I got the season two, but I think it's I think it's another one that you know Mrs. Mack got lost in. And, and okay. lost interest, and I'm like, I just need so to go good. back and watch it myself. Dude, I, I, I think yeah. I, I think Mrs. Haas and I have watched Peaky Blinders three times in totality now. It is red, right hand. I mean, just <laughs> just a, a great. What is that? Leonard Cohen, great show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Haas. Okay, so there we go. Winning time with the the Showtime Lakers. What about you, brother? Got another show? Maybe that you're watching? Yeah, actually, yeah. Grinch, Grinch uh, is a little bit of a segue. Speaking of Jason Siegel, and I know you guys are um, Mac and and Thor. You're huge Bill Lawrence fans, uh, and we're all huge um, fans of um, Jason Sudeikis. Oh my God, help me out. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso, thank you. Yeah, holy crap, Ted Lasso. (laughs) So, so Brett Goldstein, who plays, uh, um, Roy Kent, Roy Kent, yeah, in uh, in Ted Lasso, and Jason Segal and um, Bill Lawrence created a show called Shrinking. Uh, uh, I saw that just the you know the thumbnail thing for it, but I couldn't tell you a thing more than that. So here's the thing: that's on Apple TV. It's on Apple, Apple TV, Apple Plus, or whatever. Um, and it's basically Jason Segal's lost his wife, and he's got a, a daughter, a teenage daughter. And he's basically it takes him basically a year after uh, his wife's passing, and he's like in a pool doing drugs with hookers. Oh, he's got. Thing, by the way, yeah. and he didn't mention his, Harrison Ford. By the way, yeah. Well, I'll get to that. So Harrison Ford's basically his mentor because Jason Segal is a therapist, right? And Harrison Ford's like his mentor. And his next door neighbor is basically like this overbearing woman whose kids left the house, so she's kind of raising his and, daughter. And 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 all of a sudden, is, Jason Segal's character has decided to do like the number one thing you don't do, and that's be honest with your patients, and like and 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 be honest in a way to where. <laughs> You're giving them examples in your life how you're also fucked up. And the writing is just so good. The acting is so good. It's so fucking funny. Harrison Ford is a fucking trip in this show. And that is uh, Krista Miller was the... Uh, yeah, who Ford. was on like she Scrubs. Was in, uh, she was in Scrubs. Uh, uh, she was in the Drew Carey show. Bill Lawrence's show, wife. It's Bill Lawrence's yeah. wife. Oh, is it really? I didn't know yes. that. In real life, yeah. they're married. Mm. That's why she ends up he in every show he does. A little bit, yeah. smart play. Um, but yeah, we watched. Uh, we watched season, or I watched episode one with Mrs. Mack. I don't think she was in as interested in it as I was. I do want to go back and finish that though, because I thought season one was or episode one was really good. I I really enjoyed and you're right, the show. Solid cast: Jason Segal, Harrison Ford, 
some of the role players that are in there. Um, it's it's really really well acted and really well written as most Bill Lawrence shows are, and you know, obviously well, Brett Goldstein. I, I was kind of really some of that it's funny. Yeah, after Ted Lasso ended, I really kind of needed something to fill that void, and I went looking, and that's what we found, and I've been I've been pleasantly surprised. I mean, it's no Ted Lasso, right? But few things are. It's pretty good though. But it is pretty damn good. Yeah. So if if you're looking for something else, I would say give that Shrinking. one a shot. Yeah. Okay. Shrinking. All right. I'll have to yeah. check that one out. Maybe possibly. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so one that we're watching, we we kind of binged watched uh, seasons one and two. They're in the third season. I think they're like six or seven episodes in. We're we're now at that point where we're like, oh, we'll wait, we'll wait. But then we just like, fuck it, we're not waiting. And then we started, and then we got to that point where we were caught up, and now it's your waiting week over week. Is only murders in the building. I got a thumbs that's, up from everybody in the room. So clearly, here's right, well, that's another one yeah. that the three of us in this house all agree on. And yeah. we binge watched yeah. all six episodes in one night. Yeah. Uh, and this stars out. Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and <laughs> um, Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. And so they and, are and then all... they rotate in some other cast members yes. of, of well-known, well-known standing. Yeah. Cause in season. season three, you've got Paul Rudd, Meryl Streep, I mean, you've got some. Well, in the first season, you have Nathan, um, Nathan, Nathan Lane. Lane. Yep, plays yeah. uh, Martin Short's ne- like nemesis, nemesis kind of. Yeah. Um, but that's a really good series that I have really enjoyed, uh, and that's one where we're just like, "Yep, definitely like this one. Can't wait till the next season comes out." It's kind of one of those we're just waiting on. Uh, but the premise there is uh, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez all live in the same building, and a murder occurs in the building, so they take it upon themselves, interestingly enough, to start a podcast. Um, a true crime podcast where they're trying to solve the murder in the building that they live in. And, uh, and it's kind of their, their podcast is while they're doing it, they're talking about it. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting one and you should watch it. It's on who I think it's a Hulu original uh, maybe, but it's on Hulu, uh, but it is definitely a good series. Love Martin short in that fucking movie. He's hysterical. Oliver Putnam is his character and he plays kind of a has been Broadway director theater director and then uh steve martin plays kind of a has-been like has tv act- series Brazos. actor brazos yeah, brazos yeah. uh and then selena gomez is selena gomez so. she's kind of a millennial right i mean she kind of embodies right. that young that lifestyle. and so you've got you know that you know then balanced against you know the much older you know steve martin and martin short's characters right. um it's an, it's an interesting dynamic yeah, I mean, I think with her, um, and this is not to take away from her acting chops, she seems more naturally being herself in a sense, but yet tying in with the comedy and the writing and all that, she fits in really well with them. Right. She I mean, knows. it works. I mean, and the others have been around so long. It's like saying, are they typecast or are they not? Well, they can be at times, but then they shift in another moment where they are, but they're, they're, I mean, they're com- they're comedic legends, you right. know. Yeah, without a doubt. Which, by the way, for anybody that hasn't seen it yet, which I'm sure we all have, the jerk is on Netflix now with yes, Steve Martin. If you I saw, seen it, you should definitely go watch it. I saw a thing on Instagram. I guess his birthday passed recently or whatever, and it said "Happy Birthday, Steve Martin" or something like that. And he's however old. He's I don't know. Say seventy nine. And they're like, I thought this man was seventy nine back in like nineteen eighty. So, yeah, obviously Martin Short and Steve Martin have been around for ages, but and I think it works because Selena Gomez does bring that younger 
kind of understanding of technology of today and she's trying to help them understand it. And so, yeah, the dynamic of the three of them together works and it's a really good series. If you get a chance, check really out good. only murders in the building. Yeah, good call out. So, good all right, one out. more time around good the one. room, Grinch, give us another one. What you got? All right. Well, I'm going to deliver this one with some, some news that actually isn't breaking. Um, so I've seen the Sandman. The missus had not seen it. So we're now going back through it for me. Um, but according to this article, the show is not anticipated to pre premiere in 2023, is expected to air in sometime in 2024 on Netflix. Now see, Reports and I had suggest, heard... So I, I'd actually heard it was canceled, right? The Sandman Season 2 will be filmed in two blocks, the first from June 2023 to October, and the second from January 2024 to April 2024, with the working title Essex still in use. Okay. So, so it is coming by back. <clears throat> yes because okay. Okay, cool. that's what i was saying we started watching it and i'm like yeah it's unfortunate and the missus is like well it says right there more episodes are coming yeah yeah my wife and i'm uh, like but it said that before yeah and i wasn't <laughs> sure now but now i just it's went like, ahead and searched it's like a head fuck they like to do with us over there over there at netflix those, yeah, those I, dirty bastards so here's hoping netflix hope hope you're gonna see this through because it's a damn good show uh, based it, on the writer creator Neil Gaiman, who also did Good Omens on Amazon and yeah. did Coraline, wrote the book Coraline, which that animation, that animated movie is based on. So, yeah, so, I mean, it, it it was solid. My wife and I, we tried watching it. We got through like six or seven episodes and she was just like, eh, it's not really for me. And I think we kind of petered out on it. But it, this was the, the Sandman, the Sandman. The Sandman. Sandman. Okay. And I'll tell you again, one last time, which coincidentally, these are literally all the shows, the only shows that we all three agree on in this house, but Sandman's another one that all three of us really enjoyed. And I, I knew, I, I still know next to nothing about the lead, Tom Sturridge, but, you know, Patton Oswalt doing the yeah, voice of the crow, the crow. Yeah. Matthew is freaking funny. And then um, the, and, the, an, the antagonist and, is... um. Well... You've got, um, uh, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Holbrook. Damn it. Something yeah. Holbrook. Um, damn it. Well, Robert Burgess is who's in the episode one, which he played Tyrion Lannister. Yes. I, I forget which. I always mix those two up. Um, and is it David Thewlis? um that i think is in it another good actor uh, he was in the harry potter series but uh no that's not who i'm thinking of but uh boyd holbrook who plays there it the is boyd. he's creepy as shit boyd holbrook in just a very just kind of southern drawly way you know yeah. and when he takes his glasses off the first time the you're fucking like, eyes shit. you're like yep, okay <laughs> got it um gwendolyn christie plays uh is it lucifer yeah Yes. yes. Yep. Uh, from Game of Thrones, Gwendolyn Christie. You know, six foot eight, fucking mm -hmm. Norwegian or whatever the fuck she is. And uh, but yeah, uh, I mean the 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 whole setup of episode one is Robert Burgess is part of a you know we'll call it a cult who's trying to capture death to get his son back who died at Gallipoli, and so in the process he catches dream. Because he is in the Earth realm at the time of the spell casting, and it catches him instead. And I won't say much more than that because you need to watch the first episode to understand how much time passes while he's in prison. Because that's what sets up everything that follows when Dream is in prison. 
um, to include what happens to his realm, who the other power players are, and so forth. But um, but it's you know it's poignant at times, you know, dealing with death and some other things, and um, but it's just it's just a damn good show. That's no arguments definitely here. Definitely got to go back and finish. Yep. All right. Especially renewed. if it's going to be renewed. You know? Yeah, if it's getting renewed. All right, Mac, what about you? Last one, brother. Give us one. What you've what you been up to lately? The other one we just watched recently is another Apple TV uh, joint, uh, Silo. Yes. Uh, if you haven't watched that, that's Never really heard of good. it. What's it called? So the essentially, you know, Silo. Okay. Um, so essentially, the theory behind it is, you know, Something happens above ground. You know, it's the world, and so they have to build these silos underground, and everybody moves into them. Um, and then they build this hierarchy out within the silo. Obviously, there's different levels, and so the further down the silo you are, the lower you are in society and theory. Um, and then there's some murders and stuff that go on, and nobody's really sure what's going on outside now because it's. For those of you that, that nodded your head, correct me. It's been you know, at least a hundred years or something ridiculous like that. It, it, enough to where they like they are settled into generations how they exist. now. Yeah, have not realized. Yeah, yeah um, and there's like they so, manage how many babies can be born and things like that. Yeah, and you only have like a certain period if you want to have a baby. You know, during this time and that, that time. So it, it's a very interesting take on society. Um. And done really well. It's it's one season so far. As far as I know, it's going to get renewed for a second season, but I, I'm not 100% sure. And I think that's going to be later in 2024 if it does come out. I continue to see it trending well, so I'm hopeful. Yeah. Um, you've got Rebecca Ferguson, who's kind of the main actor, the even though okay. it's hard to say that when you've got Tim Robbins on the it cast. It blew my mind when I saw yeah. that. I'm like, holy cow. And in common, who's also yeah, um, yeah. Jones. Plays his kind of understudy. Uh huh. And um, and then Will Patton is in it. You know he he's yeah. the he's the sheriff. The sheriff. Uh, no, so he's the deputy. The he's the deputy. Yeah, 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 he's the deputy. Um, who else was it that caught my eye? That's in that. Uh, it's a great. It's a great cast. Um, oh, Ian. Uh, Ian Glenn, Ian is, Glenn. Uh, is Rebecca Ferguson's father, right? Yes, Dr. Yeah. Peter Nichols. Oh, he was the guy from uh, Craig Game Ramon. of Thrones. Yep. Game of Thrones, yeah. Yes, he protected I, thought, I, was like, I know that. I'm pretty sure that's who that was, but yep. I, I didn't recognize his name. But but that's a really good, interesting show. It's a kind of another dystopian, you know, post-apocalyptic, what would the world look like? If everything fell apart. So interestingly, Mac, because I know you like dystopian shows, and I'm a pretty big fan of them. There's a few we've we've talked about over the over the course of time. I just started watching this a couple weeks ago. I think I'm about four or five episodes in, and it was actually going to be one of the ones I mentioned. Yeah, I mean it's it's so good. Yeah, I, I yeah, you know, it's a, it's a little on the heavier side, like most dystopian shows tend it to is. be. Right? Yeah. It's, it's it's not bunnies and rainbows and flowers and shit. You know? Lucky for you, you've but, got your palate cleanser yeah. and suits. You can always. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Good. Now, now I have suits on the back burner as a palate cleanser, but yeah. Yeah, and my my honorable mention again, just because I, I like the show and I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, we talked about it the other day. Thor Jericho. Mm. It's an older show. Um, you're, you're not watching it right now, are you? I and did it... go back and actually start the uh, first episode again. I haven't gotten much further than that yet. Um. 
but yeah, again, just again, if you like those kind of post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, shows. boy, a heavy pour um, shows, oh, then that, that's a good one to watch. It's it's a season and a half uh, before it got canceled, unfortunately. But um, I think a lot of that was just due to CBS not knowing where to where to put it in, in its rotation to get watched on a regular basis because it moves around a lot. But it, it had a really good cast as well. Well, there you go. Yeah, I, I agree. Too far into it because that's yeah, yeah that's <laughs> not. I'm bit, currently watching, which is what time. we're all about here. There you go. But all right, Silo. I, I got to check this I one out. Then, give it a plug. I've never actually heard of Silo, so I will definitely check that out. I, I, I'm clearly you guys seem to enjoy it, so that's one I'll have to check out. All right, Haas. What about you, brother? Last one. What you got? Yeah, you I'm kind of scrambling a little Silo? bit because you were going to say no. Silo. Well, only murderers and Silo were like my my my. Sorry, I had three in a backup. Um, yeah, sorry. I, I was going to do only murders, and then somebody stole yeah, it. I know it's that fucking douchebag. Uh, I, I guess you know. I was going to say maybe night agent, but you know the recruit. That's a good is one. Not, the recruits not actually one. ranked as high as the night agent, but I actually enjoyed the recruit so, more. They're kind of almost so, in. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'd share that. I enjoyed them. Have both. you guys seen the Diplomat yet? No, no. Because I get those confused. I get those confused. I. I Somebody told me about the diplomat, and I mistook it for the recruit. It is not. It is actually very good. Because um, Carrie Russell, and, and I know I've run, I've run my course, so I'm just gonna say, hey, oh wait, 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 yeah, the diplomat, yeah, the it's diplomat. only got one season. Yeah, Mrs. so far Hall's it's only night. got one season. It is. We binge watched that on holiday. We're we're in like one of the greatest was, cities was in the world. Not, we should have been out enjoying our lives, and we're freaking binge watching the diplomat. <laughs> was that not Bill and Hillary Clinton? I mean, I mean, I really <laughs> felt like that was kind of that was modeled off of to maybe, some extent. Maybe. So, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Hoss, there we I'll go. Talk. So, Haas, nah, I'm sorry. I mean, your show, Night Agents or the Recruit? I'm not even well, sure what we're talking I, about now. You know, well, it's funny because Night Agents actually rated higher, and I and I did enjoy it. But there's something about um, the with the recruit, the guy Noah Centineo, who plays the main character. He's just funny. And he's yeah. just, he's I don't a really know, just, just wit in the show. He does. And I just really like the way things play. And I enjoyed the storyline, I think, a little bit more than the Night Agent because the Night Agent is a little more serious. Uh, but the premise basically is he's, um, I think he went to law, he's a lawyer and he he gets hired to work at the CIA and he kind of gets, uh, I don't know, Dude, stuck I, being like a field agent and, and an operative in some ways and watching him navigate this. And then on top of that, he's got, people working against him that are supposed to be helping him. And so I don't know, just the whole play. Uh, and I love that. The backstabbing and dude, don't tell me that, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're in the meeting. Yeah. Hey, how's the thing going with the thing? The thing's going well. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't yeah. know how to speak at the first meeting. And he says, and he says it all like, oh, like, stop, stop. Whoa, shit in here. I need plausible deniability. Yeah. Shut up. I get in the hall before Congress. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I right, think that so would be a another one. That was a good one. I, I very much enjoyed both of those for the reasons you listed. One's a little more funny. Um, the other one's a little more, you know, it's well paced, I think, and uh, some good action for sure. But, it, it, but it's one where you can look at it and go, I really hope our government isn't like that. Yeah. But well, I wouldn't be surprised if they were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm thinking of Night Agent more than the recruit, but yes, that's a fair statement. <laughs> okay, so then I'll have to mark those down and check them out as well. Where can I find those? I think Netflix. Yeah, I Netflix, think Netflix or Boga. Or okay. Netflix. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Okay. If we throw uh, the diplomat in there, sorry. Okay. Uh, all right, then I'll finish out. Uh, so one that my wife and I just finished watching, it's actually a Showtime series. So I don't know, you know, if you have access to Showtime, but it's, it stars Brian Cranston and it's called the on your honor, uh, where he plays a respected judge in Louisiana in new Orleans, Louisiana. He plays a respected judge. Uh, his son is involved in a hit and run. And then through the course of the two seasons that exist, like season one, when his son, causes it you know he, he's involved in a hit and run like he's a respectable judge and it's one of the things that they continue to try to uh elevate him in the series is his approach uh, on the bench is one of like he he's not uh you know trying to let criminals off the hook but he's very careful about his judgments and things like that and it isn't just like i'm just putting everyone in jail and it's one of the criticisms that the court system gives him he's very slow and deliberate in his process and so he's he's very well respected for that reason. But through the course of the first season, when his son, you know, inadvertently kills someone in a hit and run, his morals kind of go out the door because he's trying to protect his son. And so while he's a well-respected judge, he is just doing some shady shit in an effort to protect his son. His wife's died. It's just him and his son. It's the only thing he's got left. And uh, it's a powerful series. So if you get a chance to watch that one, it stars Brian Cranston. Uh, it ran two seasons. And at the end of the second season, he said, I will not be back. I'm done. Like for me, this series ran its course. Uh, I will probably continue to produce the show, but I'm not coming back to act in the show. Uh, and I think that was one where he's like, it's kind of done everything he can do and I need to step out. Uh, it's, you know, credit to him. I don't want to take this so farther story. than I need to. Right. How much story is really there. So, uh, and, and the interesting part about it is he's a well-respected judge. The individual that his son inadvertently kills in a hit and run is the son of a renowned New Orleans gangster. And that that's how the premise starts is he goes to he tells his son, look, you got to turn yourself in. I'm going to take you down to the police station. I will do everything I can for you. Walking into the police, he goes, stay in the car. I'm going to go into the police station. I'm going to let him know what I'm doing there. And then I'll bring you in. And he goes in and in there he sees the main antagonist, Jimmy Baxter, who is the well-renowned, uh, the 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 renowned gangster in New Orleans? He sees him crying with his wife, and he's like, "Oh shit, that's who my son, you know, he killed somebody related to that person." Right. So then he leaves, and the guy's like, "His son's like, I'm ready to go." He's like, "No, get in the fucking car, we're leaving." And his son's like, "Wait, what?" And he's like, "You killed the son of a gangster. You will not survive in jail. They will seek you out, and they will kill you." as retribution for the death of their son. I'm not doing that to you. So then the next, you know, the rest of the episodes are him just doing things to protect his son and kind of foster this lie. And so it's that dichotomy of him with all of these morals as a judge now doing all of this criminal shit in an effort to protect his son. And I think as parents, you watch and you go, I would probably do the same thing in an effort to protect my kid. And so it's this weird push and pull. So yeah, if you get a chance for, for me, that was a really good series. And it is called your. Yeah, you honor. talk about you talk about somebody that really kind of resurrected their career late in the game. Brian, <laughs> Brian Cranston, Cranston. Is one of those people, right? Because <laughs> yes. you know, you, you look at him; he's, he's he was very much a kind of almost a role actor. He had some parts in Seinfeld, um, The King of Queens, Malcolm in the uh, Middle. Malcolm in the middle. He, did, he did Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle, um, but you know, obviously, I think you know everybody knows him from Breaking Bad, where he kind of blew up as, as Walter White. Um, so it'd be a shame. I'd like to see him in this role too, because I almost think he be he plays better in a more serious role than a comedic role. Yes, and and he did phenomenal in this. 
So yeah, if you get a chance, that is definitely something I would tell you to go out and watch if you get a chance or you have access, if you can watch it on Showtime or whatever, because that's where it's located. So that's one we just finished and we just plowed through both seasons in quick succession. That sounds pretty good. Um, I'm going to toss out one that isn't um, an honorable mention because I haven't seen it and I'm wondering if anybody else has because this cast is freaking amazing and it's got incredible ratings, which is Severance. No, it's you've got um, Christopher Walken is in it, by the way. John Turturro is in it. And as you, and you, they're kind of like the, you know, the more you look at it, John Noble, like it's just a lot of like who's who from various shows that you recognize. The premise is Mark leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and personal lives. When a mysterious colleague appears outside of work, it begins a journey to discover the truth about their jobs. And it specifically says, if you like shows like Black Mirror, this is one you'll be interested in. But it has an 8.7 rating. Yeah, on AMD 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Okay. It's funny you said Ultra Mission one you haven't seen, because I was going to ask if you want to see The Old Man with Jeff Bridges. Yes. And Amy Brenneman. I want to see John season Lithgow. two. Where the fuck is season two? Is it good? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, cool. All right, then I've got three new if, ones. If one, get, one from each of you. All right, cool. If you get a chance, and I, and I think I threw this one out a little while ago, um, and, and definitely probably more for Grinch, but I think the other two of you would like it. Blackbird. Blackbird. Um, it, it's it's hovering right around the edge, and we've almost. Started uh, yeah, I, I figure it's one we'll get to eventually, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was you, really good. Well, you know me, like Mindhunter, I was just like gobbling that up. Yeah, it's oh very much God. along those lines. Are they yeah. doing another Mindhunter? I Hunter heard that was life. actually getting, it's coming they, back. They're trying. Because well, I, I heard it was no. crap. Okay. I feel like every other week it's the alternative. Yeah, okay. I, I, my information well, is probably dated. Yeah. If you, if I recall correctly, it left off kind of with the BTK. Yes. You know, they kind of came across that, you know. So there's a whole lot of stuff they could do um around just that uh, but blackbird you know it was not as good as like say Dahmer. Uh, but if you're into that true crime it, it, it's a really good show i have to check that out my wife is into true crime she might like that yeah i think so confirming you probably watch that, a, that third, while we're here. a third season will never happen for mind hunter fuck yeah <clears throat> david fincher I... explains why there is no mind hunter season fuck you david there's another one. Uh, if you have Amazon and you want to go out and check out this show, it's a British show. It is a true crime, but it is a wacky one. It is called The Devil's Hour. So if you get a chance, go out and check out The Devil's Hour. And if you don't know this, which I didn't know this, The Devil's Hour, it, it alludes to the fact that Jesus was killed on the cross, supposedly, at 3 p.m. in the afternoon between 3 and 4 p.m. in the afternoon. So the devil's hour is between 3 and 4 a.m. So obviously God gets between 3 and 4 p.m. because his son was crucified, so the devil gets between 3 and 4 a.m. And so the show revolves around this premise. The main character continues to wake up every day at 3.33 a.m. And they explain why. I mean, there is a reason she does it. And and she is almost like um, in tune I, I don't want to say she's like in tune with like, like I see dead people and ghosts and stuff like that, but she can almost like flash forward to future events. She is remembering past events, but remembering different versions of them. So there's like this multiverse that's involved and it's about, tr basically it's, it's like a true crime thing. It's a British crime. 
uh, and it's really well done. Uh, so if you get a chance, it's called the devil's hour. I don't want to explain it to you because it's, again, it's one of those, you can't go into it. It's not an easy watch. You have to be prepared because a lot happens. And so you want to make sure you're paying attention, but yeah, I think it's a, so you compare it with suits. Sure. As if you need your palate cleanser, it's a palate yeah 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 well yeah so it's it's a good one if you get a chance called the devil's hour right on oh. yep i've added the list there we go well i think at least for me i've taken away a number of shows that i'm going to try watching um Ditto. hopefully you guys have done the same for our listeners out there hopefully there was something that maybe sparked your interest on the new eight, nine, 10 shows that we have talked about uh, our honorable mentions. And again, this wasn't a pick them, but things that we're watching things that we potentially can watch if we haven't, uh, you know, aside from a few crossover episodes, only murders in the building and silo and whatnot, most of us had one-offs in terms of shows that we're watching, which is good. And so, you know, as listeners, if you, you listen to this and it's something that you, you know, kind of sparks your interest, go out and watch it, you know, between Netflix, HBO, Showtime, Amazon, Apple, all the different places, um, you know, take the time, go out, watch the shows. They're really good. Uh, gentlemen, as always, I appreciate you. Also, if there's something we didn't mention, you think we should Fucking, be watching yeah, throw it our, our way. Throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. The four horsemen at a spirit of debate.com. Drop us a line. Tell us a show you think we should be watching. Uh, I think kind of our, what we like is kind of all over the map. It is not all like science fiction. It is not all true crime drama. We, we kind of enjoy a lot of things, dark, uh, humorous drama driven, so yeah, you know, throw it out there. We'll be willing to give it a watch unless it's Grinch telling me I should watch it. And then I'm uh, maybe I will, maybe I won't. Who knows? Um, gentlemen, as so always, all I gotta say is Love Island is on what season ten for the ten, UK. Ten seasons, so, brother. You know, it and it's like shit. sixty episodes a season. It'll pure take you like four years shit. to get through the Don't way your wife falls be, asleep. There, there has to be a magical formula, right? That, that, that is they're right. doing something right. Oh God. <laughs> They're not doing anything right. right. The rest of the I'm population is doing, doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. It, it, has anybody seen any of One Piece? Not yet. But it, it, it for those of you that don't know, this is a live action version of one of the longest running animes in the world. There's like a thousand episodes from an anime perspective. They're now turning into live action. Now, my concern with it was, um, what's the live action they had? Netflix. Not, not Ghost of the Shell. Um, no. Crap. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Uh, and it only yeah, lasted yeah. like one season. Well, yeah, because sure it was it, fucking terrible. I'm not sure it lasted that long. <laughs> it's just, uh, I think I watched two episodes of the live action Cowboy Bebop and I was like, mm, no. So I'm hoping this doesn't fall into that same kind of fucking dark abyss pit of, hey, let's convert an anime that's successful into a live action. But from all accounts I've heard, it's really good. It, it's got solid reviews. Yes. So that's and, one and of the a lot of people are out. like, I'm not into anime, but this was outstanding. You know, don't yeah. didn't know any of the original. You know, yeah. I will say one funny thing, and I don't know, because I don't know nothing about nothing about this show. Um, I know shit about fuck. <laughs> fuck about shit, whatever Ruth Langmore said. Um. In the description on Netflix, the first sentence says a stretchy pirate. There you go. Is it supposed to say a stretchy pirate or a sketchy pirate? No idea. It's every time we look at it, we're like, does that say a stretchy pirate? Do you need maybe if I knew about the show, that would make sense to me. Time to check it out, brother. (laughs) That's the only way to answer that question. Yeah. Time to check it out. 
All right, gentlemen. Well, I appreciate it as always. Love hanging out with you guys week after week, uh, you know, talking about whatever it is we want to talk about. This week, it happens to be shows. Who knows what next week will bring? Tune in as a listener. Tune in week over week, and let's find out. Maybe you'll be surprised at what we talk about. All right. So there we go. This one's in the books. It's wrapped up. Gentlemen, as always, love you guys. Love doing this week after week, and we will do this again next week. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. Peace. views, information, or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the host or guest may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests. The content within the parameters of A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.